Welcome back to On My Way, the podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Megan. And today is actually our first day of class. Um, yes. None of us have class, so... Well, before we get into what's going on, um, today we're going to be talking about confidence and how to how to be a hot, confident person. <laughs> um, this is an episode I think we've thrown around and have been wanting to do for a while, but I know we want to do it justice because it is something that everybody has to deal with so we'll get into that but first we could do like a little what we've been up to weekend recap what's going on right so to start (laughs) off we moved into a new apartment and we're recording from my new room so it's great that's pretty exciting we have Um, a porch we do have a porch i mentioned that yet with porch furniture with porch furniture that we sit on (laughs) it's official no it is official um yeah we've been looking forward to this for a solid year now, at least. So I am, I'm feeling good about it, about this new place. Yeah, it's been nice so far. Um, we did take a trip to the beach with our friends. Um, before, just as a sayonara summer type of thing. <laughs> sayonara summer. <laughs> it was very fun. Very fun. It was just our roommates and then my boyfriend and his roommates and. It was pretty safe. We all, everybody on his side got COVID testing beforehand and all of us have been either quarantining or, yeah, basically not having contact with anybody else. So I was really excited to make it happen. I was fully submerged in water for the first time in years because I like, I always want to go in the ocean, but I'm always too afraid because of sharks. Um, (laughs) But the FOMO of everybody having so much fun splashing around got to me. And honestly, once like, I don't know. This is a good this is a good aspect. I remember doing this. And I was like, take this in for when you need this advice in life, but being so afraid to go fully in the water cuz it was cold, but after that like 3 seconds of like pain, it is golden best time of my life. It's so great. Loved it. The best cycle is <clears throat> um laying on your towel, spike ball, ocean, repeat. <sighs> yeah, it's great. Um I did lose my phone. <laughs> at some point um in the night there was a hole in the back of her jeans pocket there was a hole in the back of my jeans pocket and I knew it was there but I just wasn't thinking about it at the moment so we were walking around at night and I realized when we got back to our place that my phone was missing and everybody was like oh it's probably in here somewhere and I just had this sinking feeling in my heart that it was not in um, the place we were staying and that I somehow lost it while we were there. And I don't like losing things. I'm not normally the type of person who loses things. So it was just a little bit stressful. So Megan FaceTimes it because that's what you do, you know. And I always have my phone on vibrate, but... I was trying to get it to ring. Yeah. So I'm, I put it on FaceTime. I'm holding my phone on one hand. I'm walking around the apartment trying to hear the ring. Yeah. So then... All of a sudden, someone someone answers it, and all we see is like a street corner and a fire hydrant, and I'm like, oh no! There, I took a screenshot <laughs> of that moment because our faces are both just pure shock because I was not. I it was like you know when you lose your phone, you call it and you're just expecting to hear the ring. I was not expecting someone on the other side to be like, hello. No, and so, it, yeah, it was some guy's voice who was like, hello, and we were like, oh, oh my god! I, I mean, I was kind of happy that somebody had it. 
And if you answer the FaceTime, you're probably not going to steal it. See, I was like, someone stole it from her back pocket and ran away. Well, then he, so at this point, I was holding the phone and I was like, hello. And there were a bunch of people in the background who were like, someone's stealing it. He's stealing it. And the guy on the other line was like, um, no, I'm actually trying to help you. (laughs) I'm trying to give you your phone back. And so, honestly, he, so... One of our friends recognized a restaurant that was in the background. And he was like, oh my god, I know where that is. So him and I went and, like, went down the street. And somehow he saw this police car and knew that it was them. And he was like, I see you. And I was like, what if that's not my fault? How are you supposed to know? And he was like, I know. (laughs) And he was like, turn around, we'll be at the corner in a minute. And I kid you not, the time from when the the FaceTime was answered... And the time I got my phone back was max five minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, it it was almost too fast. It was almost too fast. I was expecting to have to buy a new phone. Like, I was already preparing that it was going to be gone. But the police officer had my phone, and he just handed it to me and drove away. So we got it back. Um, Another another side of that coin, I also took a small O. Um... So it was my friend's birthday, and we surprised her with cupcakes. I love cupcakes. Actually, you know what? I don't love them, but, you know, they were there, and I was excited mm-hmm. about them. So I'm holding my cupcake, walking down the sidewalk, and um, I'm pretty clumsy. If you've ever seen me in person, you know that I fall a lot and trip a lot. Well, I tripped, and my in- instincts kicked in, and instead of putting my hands out or, like, um trying to do anything to break my fall, I literally just protected the cupcake, and I ended up face planting and sliding on the concrete and the gravel and the sidewalk um my half of my nose there's like a chunk that's like completely skidded off and my knee is busted my lip is busted it didn't hurt that bad but I knew so like that everybody saw I I've never gotten up so fast I shot up I was like a <laughs> spring load I was a pogo stick in that moment I did not Love that. And then, um, yeah, it's fine now. I'm just a little... Well, and that was in the beginning of our walk. And then we proceeded to walk towards the water. And you had a stream of blood just running down your leg. I know. Uh, yeah, so I did clean it off. Um, and then, surprisingly, miraculously, after going in the water the next day, it looks pretty fine now. Um, a, a little swollen. But, you know, it's good. I just know now. I mean, actually, I have no regrets. The cupcake was amazing. I don't know... Yeah, I'd probably do the same thing again. I think my instincts yeah. have their priorities no, I think, in order. I think your head was in the right place, to be honest. Um, you're fine. And you saved the cupcake. Can't stop touching the scab, though. So. <laughs> I, that's my issue. Like, whenever I have a scab, I'm like, like, finger on scab. Cannot leave scab alone. Has to pick at scab. Yeah. Did you hit your shoulder, too? The scratches on your arm. Um, no, I was actually in the water, and a really big wave came up and just oh. skidded me. You got pummeled. Got pummeled. I got rocked by some of those waves so I am actually very scraped up all over yeah I woke up with bruises all over my knees from whopping too hard from so, doing the wop dance yeah good song good song even um, better dance great dance <laughs> went a little too hard went but. a little too hard but I <laughs> no regrets the the strategy and the attention to detail you put when you were doing that song <laughs> incredible thank you I don't I don't regret did you end up sending it to your mom no oh really that was a small joke but uh, oh, you were kidding. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, uh, Ms. Collins, when you hear this, ask to see it. It's <laughs> it's really funny. You'll be proud of me. Anyway, so 
yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Um, nothing too crazy around. Actually, I mean, it wasn't not crazy, but, you know. It, it wasn't it, not crazy. It could have been crazier. Um, this week feels kind of crazy just because we're supposed to be starting class, but, like, I don't know, Zoom broke, so. Nationwide Zoom outage yeah. on the first day of college classes for a lot of people. What a pwn. Nationwide I say, pwn. you know, at this point, we're seniors just. Give me my degree. Yeah, hand it over. <laughs> hand it over. At this point, it's like, I've been through enough. True. Um, but yeah, it's it's a different semester. So let's get into the episode about confidence. I feel like what made me sort of think about this topic is that whenever um, you're at the beach, you know, you're not wearing a lot of clothes and you're always very aware of how you look. So... Um, I know it's the end of summer, but a lot of people, like, all year round are focused on, like, getting that bikini body or whatever. And it's just, um, how you feel about yourself, um, appearance-wise and on the inside always affects how you feel in, like, every other aspect of your life. And everybody might, um, define confidence differently, but I don't know. I think that it's just owning yourself for who you are once you figure out like who you are yeah i would say my def oh authentic good to be back feeling. good to be back <laughs> um if that was a sign in the background if the <laughs> audio didn't pick up it will just a little it will um i would say my definition of confidence is probably just being at peace and yeah i would say being at peace with who you are physically, mentally, emotionally, maturity-wise, is more of, like, a sense of peace. I think it's very different than, like, you know, being obsessed, like, loving yourself, which I think everybody, like, just two two different tiers, I guess, between, like, those. I don't know if that makes any sense, but what I'm saying is, like, um, when you're confident, you're at peace with yourself, you're happy with yourself, mm-hmm. Versus, like, if, like, self-love, which is a little different. I feel like self-love is a little bit more of an active thing, while confidence is more of, like, a passive energy you have. Yeah. And both are important. Oh, uh, sure. And I think self-love is, like, the act, an act that, like, builds this sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the other day you said something about confidence being different than self-esteem. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. Um, I don't know... Like, I don't know if self-esteem is the right word, but I've talked about this before in sort of, like, personality versus emotion. If your personality is equivalent to confidence and then your emotions are equivalent to your self-esteem, you can be a confident person and still have off days where you feel ugly or you don't feel yourself, sort of. Um... Like, I, I would consider myself a confident person, but there are still some days where I'm just, like, ew at myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I think it's possible. It's definitely possible to know who you are and, like, categorize yourself as a confident person, but just have, like, off days or even off, like, periods of time where you're just not feeling yourself as much, and that's okay as long as you are aware of it and then in the end you're able to bounce back and be like no these little imperfections are okay and deep down it (laughs) (laughs) deep down if you're confident then you know 
like you already that's something you already know you're just dwelling on it a little bit too much in that moment mm-hmm. I say with um kind of similar to what you said I do think like confidence or like self-esteem any of those words we can categorize them together for a second are not a linear thing like um for example we'll get more into this later but in high school I was very 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 insecure I had low self-esteem almost all of it was like a physical like my body my face that sort of thing um and I think you can build it up over time not linear but build it up over time and then once you reach this peak like I feel like at this point in my life I'm super grateful to just be confident in who I am and appreciate myself as a person. But again, like Alexandra was saying, I still have days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, either my hair looks ugly or sometimes I'll look in the mirror and be like, I don't look great today. Um, And I think that's something that is important to keep in mind, especially like, let's say you're working out a lot and you're trying to get really ripped or whatever and you have these goals and then you look in the mirror and it's like kind of a downgrade from what you saw maybe the past week. Like, that's okay it's not linear like nothing in life is linear everything goes in cycles and just having little days where maybe it's like you'd feel like your hair doesn't look great or you feel like you look a little bloated or something like that like that's so normal yeah it really is um and I know like you were talking about high school and we'll talk that talk about that more but confidence changes so much throughout the years and it's kind of like when you're um when you're younger your confidence is so high you're like i am the best mm-hmm. in the world. and that is that's like a proven fact of growing up because people when you're 4 when you're in preschool and you learn that like my name begins with an a and i learn how to draw an a mm-hmm. my teacher and my mom's like oh my god like you are so smart congratulations like and everybody is constantly telling you you're beautiful and you're amazing and you're the best at what you do mm-hmm. so obviously you think that's true right because who are you to not believe that and then um as you get older and older and i know a lot of people especially who were like put in the gifted classes or like the programs like that or it's like I'm actually not smart now um yeah I thought I was a genius (laughs) right and that's kind of I don't know because the pool of people in your elementary school versus your high school versus your college versus life is so skewed but um I think in elementary school you generally in the older like third fourth fifth grade I think bullying kind of can start and you can kind of realize that, oh, I look I look different than these people who have the most friends um, or something like that. Or like, oh, everybody else is like filling out all of the multiplication problems on this 60 second time sheet and I only got like the first three lines. And so you start like separating yourself from other people normally in a negative way. And then middle school is generally pretty awful for that just guys and girls can just be terrible with like bullying yeah I remember I didn't think about any of that I didn't really think about like my outfits or how I compared to other people no like if you see if you see pictures of me in elementary school my outfits are ridiculous and I thought I looked amazing I rocked jamboree for far longer than I should have right but it just you know it Mm -hmm. happens um I remember being in like fifth 
grade, like I halfway through fifth grade is when I started wearing Hollister. And then I remember looking at the yearbook and I saw some third graders and fourth graders wearing Hollister. And I was like, I was fully wearing Jamboree then. Like what? Um, that's only like gotten stronger. I feel like high schoolers nowadays look like fully formed adults. And I'm yeah. like, I look like a troll. Um, but I remember the very specific moment in high school or middle school where I like was like, oh, I don't like my body. And it kind of started this whole thing was, do you remember when pencil skirts were in those really tight short skirts? (laughs) Indeed I do. (laughs) So I was at my friend's house and she Mm -hmm. had, like, I was never allowed to wear, like, I wasn't allowed to wear jean shorts until I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, my parent, my mom was pretty um, strict with what I wore sometimes. Um, So I, my friend had one on and it is a friend who has always been a stick, like to this day, still a Mm -hmm. stick. And she had one on, and I remember she was wearing it, and then she pulled one out for me to try on, and I tried it on, and I remember we were looking in the mirror, and, like, my stomach just, like, went out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm fat. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, <laughs> this moment of realization, and for the record, like, if you saw me in sixth grade I was not I was just a normal sixth grader but I like immediately just compared myself to someone else took the bad part and it like that lasted what was it six years seven years of like incredible insecurities Mm -hmm. from that one moment so yeah it does I think it gets a lot worse in middle school and I think it lasts throughout high school at least yeah, I I had a similar experience like that where my best friend from, like, when I was four until even now, we're still best friends, but she's just, and, like, you're friends with her too now, right. like, she's so skinny, but, like, that's how she is. Like, naturally, yes. Right, like, just she doesn't like look unhealthy, like, I know her, she eats a lot, like, she works out, but, like, <laughs> she's just so skinny, and we were best friends for so long, and I remember in, like, fifth grade, we, um, we were always doing just like weird things and my mom started like recording us and I remember watching it back and I was like am I fat because like she was just so skinny and I I like for the first time like saw that I was like bigger than her um and it's not a good feeling like to feel that way and it really sucks and then I feel like you just think about that for so long also middle school I honestly can't remember middle school very well. Um, I blacked out of it. It's so awkward and messy. And I, I was probably very insecure, I think. Um, this was the point when people started, like, having crushes and, like, having boyfriends and dating and stuff yeah. like that. And I was just, like, not seen in that way. Like, guys just did not like me in middle school. I was not... It just, it just wasn't the case. And that was fine, mm-hmm. but I remember, like thinking I was lesser than because of that and like started to get insecure about that and like just a horde of problems and also like I did musical and I cannot sing or dance (laughs) at all anybody who's seen me sing or dance has been like wow that's not good um my acting class last year that I took as a gen ed in school I almost got a b in because I'm so bad I kept failing all the things that we had to act in (laughs) um so you know just not not my place I remember being insecure about that like I didn't really have anything that I was good I didn't really have any passions and like even school like I um you know I was one of those like elementary school gifted kids who like ended up like that's comparing myself to others and like I would remember getting a C on a test and I'm like oh I'm not smart either like what like what do I have Mm -hmm. and I remember that 
And it's, even, I think, the move to high school is the biggest when you realize that there are people who are so much smarter than you. Yeah. That hit me a lot. I was like, oh my god, wow. Class GPA rank, is like 107.4. I think class rank is like... Yeah. That's what I, I... What do you think about class rank? Like, do you think it's good to have class rank or not? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's that... It can be harmful to certain people. I, especially towards the end, just didn't care. I mean, my class rank definitely went down. Like, freshman year, I was, like, pretty solid. Senior Mm -hmm. year, no. But, um, I think, I don't know if the people who strive so hard to be valedictorian, I think that can be harmful to their mental health. Right. But, because even, like, those people who are that type of person and that level of intelligence, like, they're going to strive for that even if it doesn't exists like they're still gonna get like hundreds on every test like uh-huh. if even if they don't make a speech at graduation like so I don't know but then at the same time I feel like why take it away because the people who are like 234 don't aren't like man next semester my goal is to be 16 you know right, right so right. I don't know and also we have like for perspective we had like what 600 kids ranked or something like that yeah like six around 650 I think yeah it was a lot of people so like even if you were like 200 it wasn't bad yeah that's like pretty good honestly (laughs) your GPA was probably like between an 85 and a 90 but almost all like GPA I really don't think matters at all I mean if you depending on the college you want to get into yes but like I have some friends that were like around me in class rank and now are like 4.0 engineering students and I'm like whoa and then I have some friends who were like I don't know. I remember... I, I just don't think it matters that much. Because I... Yeah. Anyway. Um, kind of switching back in, how has your personal level of confidence been throughout, I guess, starting in, like, adolescence going into now? Um, I guess... Uh, it was probably the lowest in middle school. Because I... Starting out, like, in early elementary school, I was very shy mm-hmm. and didn't... But then, um, I became... I got a lot of friends, and I was honestly, like, kind of popular in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Granted, there were, like, 50 kids in my grade, and we all knew each other, but I was I was happy in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of friends, and by the end, I was, like, not outgoing, but I would talk a lot more. And then in middle school, I, like reverted back and because it's just like bigger and Mm -hmm. I was so quiet and um I always and the thing is I always had friends and it didn't bother me that I like wasn't talkative in class I've never been talkative in class but um I think my confidence was probably lowest in middle school because and middle school is just awkward like you're changing like Mm -hmm. you don't know what clothes to wear you're just trying to look cool you're trying to look like everybody else yeah and I did I always like, I always thought I didn't care what other people thought in middle school, but looking back, I definitely did. Because I remember, like, whenever I had classes with people who were popular and they would, like, talk to me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm cool, you know? Mm-hmm. What I mean? And I think, I feel like there, the reason I'm saying this is because I feel like there are other people who can relate to that, who would have, in middle school, they would have said, yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, I'm like, I did. Yeah, no, I I cared a lot, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I was always very, like, aware and, ner- like, nervous and, like, talk. I, I'm a nervous talker. Like, some people think I'm very, very hyper and talkative, and I am. That's true. But when I get nervous, like, that's when I, like, don't stop talking and say weird things. And 
that does not really have anything to do with that. But, yeah, I, like, definitely cared, and I was aware that I cared, and I couldn't say, like, oh, I didn't care. I think moving into high school, I kind of stopped caring. I was very insecure about my body. That was pretty much how all of my insecurities have been probably since, like, middle school. It's weird. I don't really count. Like, that's a whole different person. That was just, like, some tiny, yeah. weird, like, confused little awkward human Going into high school, I had a pretty good grasp on academics, and I was proud of, like, I was happy with my friends, I was having a good time. I hated my body so much, and for what? And I heard something, um, like, when you're 15 or 16, you're, like, the skinniest you're ever gonna be, but it's, like, when you hate yourself the most. And Mm -hmm. that definitely was the case. Yeah, that's tough. Um, it's hard because when you get to high school sometimes you'll be a freshman and there are some girls who look like fully formed women yeah and there are some who don't and like uh, it's just hard especially I know we've talked about um we talked about like the way we looked um in regards to like the cross-country team Mm -hmm. I think we talked about that in Emma's episode about like eating disorders um but it's just hard to be in a sport where you're like, the way you look is sort of an outlier. And I feel like we can both relate to exactly. that in different ways. Yeah. So, and you can't, it's, you can't blame the people who have the body type that fit because they didn't, like, that's great for them. Right. Like, <laughs> it's just genetics. That and is. I um, bill and, okay. So, um, I told Megan the story the other day, but basically, um, when I went, so I decided that I was going to do cross country the summer before um, our freshman year of high school. I was 14. I had just turned 14. This was my 14-year-old, like, doctor's appointment. And um, my pediatrician was a guy, and, like, we were having whatever, the consult, either at the beginning or the end of the appointment, I can't remember. And, like, my dad was in the room, and my pediatrician was talking to me, and he was like, oh, um, what, like, extracurriculars are you doing this year? And I said I was joining the cross-country team. And he basically said to me, um... He said, oh, that's kind of surprising, like, you, their distance runners are usually really skinny, like, you should try doing sprints or something, and I didn't really know how to respond, I was just like, oh, and my dad was just kind of like, oh, don't say that, like, we're glad she's doing cross-country, like, we're happy for her, but I thought about that so much, and I was even, like, definitely on the car ride home, I was like, maybe I shouldn't do it, like, I don't know, and then I... And then during track, even, like, when the track season came around, I remember, like, they picked, like, the sprint coach, like, approached, like, two of our friends about doing sprints, and I was like, maybe I should just, like, do sprints and not do this anymore, but, like, I don't know. And then especially when you get to practice and, like, most of the people are very skinny. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. Yeah. Um, we, but def- that's not something your pediatrician should say to you. No, that was, like, messed up. That's, like, a whole other, <laughs> whole other yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, I think, when, like, you're in high school, that people you surround yourself with are, like, your entire world because you don't, you're not really, like, out in the real world a lot. You're 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And one thing, I went into high school 115 pounds, and I left about 100 and, like, I would say, like, 140 um, and that's a lot of weight, but I also gained, like, six inches, too. I was so small. I was prepubescent when I grew up, and, like, now, if you've ever seen a photo of me, like, no, I'm not, like, a super, like, stick-thin person. I'm healthy, though, and I'm muscular now, and I never was then, but I remember it, like, threw me for such a loop in high school, and, like, 
I remember I just was gaining weight so fast and like gaining inches so fast and like growing out of my jeans so fast and it messed me up and I remember just always feeling like I'm sure you you were friends in high school you probably remember most of the stuff that came out about myself was awful it was so (laughs) self-deprecating it was it was sad and it wasn't for validation or attention because there was nothing that anybody could say that would make anything feel better and I know I went in around this, um, I know I went, talked about this before, but there was a cross-country guy who, like, there were, like, two guys on the cross-country team who, like, like, talk, talk about me having cankles, and I know I make jokes about it now, because, like, now I think it's funny, because I have, like, a baseline of security, but before mm-hmm. then, like, it was one of those things where I would write off as, like, okay, this is, I'm insecure about this, but no one's looking at your ankles. No one's looking at your Achilles tendon, Megan. Right. No one's looking. But when I saw that, like, I cried for hours. Like, mm-hmm. for days. And I just did not. I, it took me years to, like, shake that. And it was just, like, this one tiny little, like, comment. And, again, looking at the photos, it's not that prevalent. It's not that big of a deal. But I was so fragile that that had the ability to actually wreck me for years. Mm-hmm. Um... Which, I don't know what that says about my skin. Probably a little too thin. I don't think that's normal. Um, But yeah, very fragile time for me. I don't know. There's absolutely no... um, There's no story. Oh, the... I guess, like, pivoting back into that, what I was talking about, how telling um, most of, like, my comments being self-deprecating. There was a day that came, um, one of the first days of college. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when, like, like... Fence that post, like, I would, like, I had the fence that I post on a lot more. Yeah. Kind of abandoned because, you know, I have 16 social media accounts. But yeah. I think I posted something. I deleted it after an hour. But it was basically saying, like, this self-deprecation is going to stop. Like, I mm-hmm. kind of made the active decision to stop. It wasn't an active decision to, like, one day I changed my mind and I became super confident and I, like, became a 10 and I ruled the world. It wasn't (laughs) like that at all. It was kind of, like, this active decision to stop shitting on myself with every sentence, to stop looking in the mirror and think to myself, like, oh, my God, your legs are so fat and, like, get over it. And it changed my entire perspective on myself. And it was a tiny little, like, to not let yourself be always self-deprecating is a tiny little step that has a huge impact and kind of turn the page. I do make some self-deprecating comments sometimes, but it's coming out of place of humor and like usually there's some humor aspect and there's no deep-seated seriousness about it. It's more yeah. playful self-deprecation. Right, everyone, everyone needs to get a little playful self-deprecation out of their system every it's, once in a it's while. It's funny, and I think it's, it's people can laugh when you're not that serious about it. I feel like before I would, like, make self-deprecating jokes and everybody around the room would feel so uncomfortable because they were like, she will cry <laughs> later on tonight. It's different Trend when you, like, what you're, what you're saying in a self-deprecating way is actually something that you fully believe, mm-hmm. and whether it's just something that you're aware of and you don't care Also, that's true. This one thing I heard was that was, like, your your body is someone else's goal body. Mm-hmm. And that's something to think of. Also, there's literally no correlation between confidence, self-security, self-love, and the way you look on a society's 
society's scale of how attractive you are. That's There's very true. No, like, the mo- like, models are some of the most insecure people. Mm-hmm. So you can't... And unhealthy people. Exactly. And you can't control what what genetics you're given, what body type you're given, what face yeah. you're given, but you can control how much you... how you're confident. I just wish there was a lesser focus on... <laughs> Like, the outward way you look. And I, again, I think we're moving in a good direction with it. But I remember I remember talking about this in um, health class, I think, in ninth grade. Because this was the first time I ever heard this come out of, like, an adult's mouth. But um, our health teacher was saying that you can never tell by looking at someone if they're really unhealthy. Because there are people who look um, skinny and, like they either might have an eating disorder or they just eat really unhealthy, don't exercise, but their body handles it in a different way so they don't look overweight. Right. And, like, I've known people like that who are so skinny but treat their bodies like trash. And, like, but people will still... You know what I mean? Like, those people will still think that they're okay because they look desirable on the outside. And even then, like... I actually got into a huge argument with Drew about this one time because he thinks that it's 100% what you eat and how much you work out is how you look. And I... SMH. <laughs> SMH, no. SMH. I think it's... I don't know what the exact science is. I think it's closer to, like, 60% genetics, 40%. Within reason. Yeah. Like, if you eat a relatively healthy diet with some, um, you know, some unhealthiness, some binge drinking... Every now and then. Um, sure. I don't know why I had the word binge in. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you really kind of balance it. Common phrase. You work out sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Everybody's going to, like, if someone had takes... I used to know the percent. I We learned it. Um, I learned it last semester of, like, what percent is genetics. And I don't um, remember. Ugh. I might be a little faded. Do you think it's the majority or the minority? It... If it's, like, 10%, I'm going to look like such a clown. <laughs> 50%. of variability in weight is associated with our genes. Exactly. Something we should also know, now that I have my notes out, mm-hmm. is that um, this kind of sucks, but it's inevitable that humans just have an early taste preference for sweet and not, like, bitter things because we grow up drinking, like, milk, mm-hmm. which is sweet, and then you can also... Like, noticeably see babies tend to push away their vegetables and, like, mm-hmm. eat fruits. Because fruits are really sweet. Right. Couldn't be me. I like, love Those bitches love yogurt. Like, they love you, yogurt. And they love bananas. But, well, I'm telling you, if you feed the baby some roasted vegetables and all they of them don't. salt, best... What? What? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm passionate about roasted broccoli. It's so good. It is so good. But, like, I'll tell you this... Even I use one of the babies at work as an example. He would have either normally every day he would have a side of mixed vegetables, and either his main course would be like chicken nuggets cut up or mac and cheese. That kid devoured his chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, and then he would eat. He would pick out the carrots and eat some of those because they were the sweetest, mm-hmm. and then throw his peas on the ground. <laughs> peas are sweet. <laughs> They're not like carrots though. Really? Like, cooked cooked carrots are a lot. Mm, cooked carrots are disgusting. Yeah, I'm that not a huge has a fan. very underdeveloped taste palette. If he's... I mean, yeah. He's uh, kind of, he's pretty underdeveloped. Probably because he's as a, as a, person. a child. <laughs> he is fresh to the world. <laughs> Those kind of suck. Yeah. So, that's the other thing. And, like, 
there comes to a point where like I would look at Tumblr pictures of super skinny people and I would be like, that's gonna yeah. be me. There's no I kind way. of I see that a lot now with not even Instagram but Visco. And TikTok. All the famous Visco accounts are like Yeah. Really skinny people in bikinis. Right. And like I feel like we should move past this, but Yeah, because for most people it's not genetically possible. It it would never be genetically possible. Mm-hmm. Or not maybe not genetic yeah, it's never gonna be possible for me to have like super thin legs. Yeah. And and still be, be healthy. healthy. Yeah. And be strong. And be able to live my life without it letting it consume me. Yeah. Um, and that's like that's just something that once you wrap your head around, that was a big step in kind of like embracing who I was. I just this is a little bit off topic, but it blows my mind that body types go in and out like fashion trends. Yeah. I hate that so much. But even even fashion trends compared to body types, like in high school, when everybody's wearing Hollister skinny jeans, I am not going to look the same way in Hollister right. skinny jeans that other people are going to look in Hollister skinny jeans, and I can't expect to, I, but I did. <laughs> right. Or even, like, jean shopping was the worst, because one, yeah. Hollister... I feel like I still have a vendetta against jean shopping to this day. With Specifically in Hollister, which is ironic, because my favorite pair of jeans is from Hollister, but they got a new CEO. What a coming-of-age story. Coming-of-age, yeah, truly, they <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. And also, their jeans were always a little bit smaller, so I, was, I had to go up, like, four sizes, mm-hmm. and it just... I think that's why I, I never owned a pair of jeans from there, because I was afraid of, like, being too big of a size. Yeah, that's the other thing. And also, like, sizing is so... It's, it means nothing. Right. You can take, a, like, someone in a size 10, you can take 10 different bodies who are size 10s, put them in a pair of size 10s jeans, mm-hmm. everybody's going to look different. Yep. And every single way so why is it a number and like there was a point where I wore clothes that were too tight and uncomfortable because I didn't want to move up sizes same now I get everything oversized and I'm way more comfortable and it's okay that you know my jean size is double digits sometimes that's what is most comfortable yeah. for me for sure and I remember I would like I think in high school I would refuse to buy pants that were like above a size four Mm-hmm. Even if they were tight, I was like, that's that's too big for me. We can't we can't be doing that. And that's ridiculous. And I always remember there's um this might have been where I started this. I saw the movie Legally Blonde uh-huh. and she um Elle Woods in the movie is talking about uh, I forget her name, but the girl who's like on trial and she has the workout videos. Yes. So she is talking about the girl who does the workout videos, and she's like, she helped me go from a six to a four. And she yeah. is, like, probably 22 in that movie, and she's, like, right. beautiful and everything. And so I was like, oh, my God. She, like, her goal was to go from a six to a four, so that means don't want to be a six. Like, <laughs> but then it's like, what if the six is more comfortable because you have right. like a little gap in around the waist? Right, you know? and when it comes down to it, like, those are both very small sizes, so I don't know. And it doesn't even matter. And also, <laughs> height. Like, yeah. Height. Guys, height. I <laughs> height. No. Um a lot of my weekend was because I was like, you Whoa, oh my gosh, that was a firework up. I think every bone in your body just simultaneously I internally combusted. Um <laughs> You're getting passionate. Yeah, truly. But if you take like a, a woman who is five ten, five eleven, she's gonna be like hundred and seventy five pounds mm-hmm. in like thin like yeah. stick thin and muscle capacity like this is like my problem with BMI 
It's like, like that. It says nothing. Your weight says nothing. It is so arbitrarily based on your, um, like muscles and whatever. Oh, you know what? Last year, last year around January, so January two thousand nineteen. That's when I started to really lift, and that's when I started to kind of turn the page. I used to be very weak. I'm not super, super, super strong now, but I've gotten a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of how far I've come. It was about six months or five months on the line. It's May now. I go back home for summer, and I go to the gym to sign up for the gym, and they did a fitness evaluation, um, like getting me to sign up. And then I did. they did the BMI thing, and he told me I was – Overweight. He told me that I had too much body fat percentage. And if if he would have told me that three years ago, I would have done, done for. I, mm-hmm. It would have been terrible. Yeah. But I was like, no. And like looking, like you, I don't know. And it was a tactic to get you to sign up for the gym because I knew my numbers yeah. and I knew I was okay. And I was pissed about it thinking about the people that are like kind of manipulated into that Mm -hmm. and like this one thing I showed you yesterday that was like if every woman woke up the next morning and decided they were okay with their bodies how many industries would go out of business like Mm -hmm. diet pills weight watchers all of this all of that like I don't know I remember and like thinking about that like you know maybe there was a 17 year old version of me who walked in super self-conscious but like working on trying to be healthy and active and they were she was told she was overweight when mm-hmm. she knew damn well she ate well she worked out five days a week she was not overweight and being told that and didn't have like the self-security to be like that's not true mm-hmm. that would wreck you absolutely I remember we did it um in high school every year mm-hmm. And whenever my results would come in, it would always say, like, at risk for becoming overweight. And I was like, well, shit. I am a cross-country. I, I do sports literally every season possible. I was like, yeah. It just, I never, like, I never was at the point where it really affected me, but it was always sort of like, it's one of those things you don't not think about every once in a while. Right. Especially at that age. I remember when, I think this was in middle school, when you would do that and it would tell you what percentile you were at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember moving, like, I used to be, like, very, it was because I had literally no muscle, so I was always very light um, in middle school, and I remember moving along that scale, and every time I'd get a little Mm -hmm. further along that scale, and I would just, it would destroy me. It would destroy me. I was... Yeah. Anything had the potential to destroy me. I was a walking piece of glass just waiting for, like, one tiny comment. And that is not a way to live your life in general of just being that easily upset about yourself. Like, there is no reason why anybody should not have a baseline of self-security where they can just go their day by day without being, like, at risk of, like, getting into this, like, self-hatred spiral. Mm -hmm. It's awful. It is awful. Should we talk about how to not be like that a little bit yeah because I feel like I feel like we've been talking a lot about bad things I know (laughs) yeah we can kind of turn the corner here um the hard thing is where we are in this point like as a society and how it is it's hard to become a confident person if you don't go through points of really low confidence right um which is I feel bad saying because that's, it sounds like terrible advice, like just go through it and Uh it'll be better, but 
<laughs> it's true. Like, I don't know. And there are also just people's brains are chemically different. So you might, like, you and I are going to handle things that are said to us differently. And everybody's going to be at different points with it in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe a good piece of advice would be, um, I know a lot of people, like, I know for sure me, um, <laughs> whenever I felt this way, I would never say anything about it because I didn't want... I think it's because deep down I knew I was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that I wasn't fat or that I was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, like, felt not confident at all or, like, I... Nobody would have ever known that. Right. I think it might be good to talk to your parents or, if not your parents, like, someone older than you um, who you might see as a mentor. And even though they can't tell you to be confident, they might be able to say some things that will talk you down or just sort of bring bring about different points that they realize that you're at a place where you might not have realized that thing yet. So... I don't know. I think that that might be something good to think about if you're struggling with something like this and you don't feel like you're a confident person where you are right now. Yeah, I I would say if I don't know if that would have worked for me because I think I was at a place where no one could say anything that would change my mind and it had to be from within. Like yeah. confidence, happiness, all these feelings come from within. This is for most scenarios. Like there's some like chemical imbalances of brain where you need to seek like outside resources. But for me, what really helped was just the active decision of like I am fed up with being so insecure. For what? Like mm-hmm. everybody's unique. Everybody's valuable. It's kind of like I don't know. It's just like the rock bottom point and like turned to switch. And some of the things that I did was one first stop the self-deprecating comments all the time stop talking to yourself like that look in the mirror look at yourself look at what you like the parts of you that don't like it's like okay whatever it's fine um talk to yourself nicely it sounds so cheesy but like looking at yourself and giving yourself positive affirmations I hear this all the time I never did that because I was like too cheesy but I think it would have really helped um I think lifting weights helped a lot because one, I was always so afraid of the weight room, and I was always so weak, but I was like, that is something I can easily change, and, mm-hmm. like, three times into the weight room, I, like, got over the fear of being there, and then I also started focusing more, like, it's pretty easy, especially when you're starting to, like, go up and weight, whether you're squatting or benching or whatever, and it's really exciting, and then you start to care more about kind of your strength and your health and that feeling of being strong and good, and more so that than skinny, body yeah look at me yeah and I think that it feels good to feel strong it feels good to be strong yeah like you walk out of there and I wish like I think this is kind of changing but I know for a while there was like a thing like where women don't lift weights and I'm glad that Uh that corner is kind of turning because I have like that was one of the biggest things like where I felt like not only fine with myself but I was like no I actually like like the way I look I'm proud of myself Mm mm-hmm I think a lot of people um, right now, a lot of like Gen Z younger people, are influenced a lot by social media, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is hard to block out. But I would, if you're following people who you know, when you see their posts, they make you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. Or I don't mute if you need to. Keep yeah, or them. just mute them. That's a great option too. Um, 
if it's gonna like cause some problems if you unfollow I go for the unfollow but like if you want to mute go ahead right it's harder to unfollow when you're still in high school and you don't want them to think like because it's like they hate me yeah Yeah. you don't want to make it tea so just mute them now I'll unfollow anybody but just mute them if that's too much for you um but if it's just coming a lot in ads and it's you find it's not really even people you're following and you've tried just take more breaks from social media it will help. I really, yeah. it really will help. And even now, like TikTok, is um, the most popular. But like, there are a lot of skinny, beautiful people on TikTok, and they're gonna come up on your for you page because the algorithm's gonna make them come up on yeah. your for you page. One of the toxicities about TikTok is that they actually there's a lot that goes into the algorithm, and they do kind of rate people's appearance on like a societal level and they push out content from more attractive people and wealthier settings and then it all goes on this like skinny body type Mm -hmm. so your for you page is just like i'm not on straight tiktok but like you know i I, I gotta say i'm on all tiktok most of my stuff is funny i'm I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm like i think everybody is on all tiktok so it's like not all tiktok but anyway like especially all the dancing videos the content that's being pushed out is stick thin people Mm -hmm. that's one i mean charlie d'amelio is the most famous she's so thin right and there was like this one picture of her that went viral her like standing normally and she had like a gut pushed out and she looked like a normal human yeah and people were like absolutely flaming her and like it was like chill like angles people when she's filming tiktoks and putting them she's paying attention like have you guys never taken a picture and made sure you look good before you post it right oh my gosh yeah that's really messed up so just be mindful of how that is affecting you and maybe try to take more breaks um I also think that it's important to I don't even think I have this together right now um but to try and find clothes or like a style that make you feel most comfortable and like flatter your body type Mm -hmm. I think that's hard to find because I don't know a lot about that stuff personally Mm -hmm. but if you have a friend or you know somebody who does that's really cool and you should take advantage of that and just try to shop shop for what you like not what you think other people will approve of because that's a game changer and generally just like surround yourself with good people if there's a toxic person in your life who every time you talk to them or every time you look at them you are thinking bad things about yourself you can feel yourself getting less confident just don't hang out with them um cut them off a little bit you don't have to be rude about it but you know just they're not your they're not your people um just nobody nobody should ever make you feel bad about like the little things that make you who you are that's awful get that out of your life (laughs) I would say that's but that's one of those things if you're in high school that is so much easier said than done oh yeah I I don't know we're like let's stop talking about the negative stuff um well uh here I come we're back back. (laughs) we're back and we're back we're back and we're ready to talk about toxic Okay, anyway, so um, first two years of high school, I had a best friend who I compared myself to her a lot, and a lot of people compared us together because we were both, like, blonde, or not blonde, not, <laughs> the third time I said, like, call myself blonde, I am very brunette, but we were both, like, brown hair, brown eyes, ran cross country, did stuff together, similar style, but she was, like, perfect, like, textbook perfect she wasn't like smart she was like top 10 in the class Mm -hmm. she wasn't like 
athletic. She was, like, school record breaker. She was gorgeous. She could, like, afford any sort of style she wanted. Like, literally just had everything together. And the boys would always be like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. And it was always kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm the only one who thought this or if it was just, like, a tangible thing. But I always felt like, because sometimes we would say, like, oh, we're twins. It was like, I am the ugly twin. Like, I am so much less than you in every single way because that's what I was looking at. I was looking at her parents' style, who the boys are paying attention to, all that stuff. And she ended up moving away. Um, and after that, it was kind of like a weight off my shoulder. The, there was a lot of problems in that friendship. But, like, <laughs> it was just like a weight off my shoulders of, like, you don't have to compare yourself to this person. And now, like, looking back and I'm like, there is no correlation between her having all of this and... There, like, there was no reason why I couldn't be as happy or as confident with her. And also, I think... Right. And it's important to note, also, she was not happy. <laughs> she was miserable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, she I, had a lot of her own issues. So it's just important to, like, when you see someone who looks that put together on the outside, they probably... Not always, but they're probably not that put together on the inside. You can't assume that they are just because of what they look like exactly. on the outside. The other thing is, like, I would always compare myself to her in a sense of, like boys because I had this huge crush on a guy and she had a huge crush on a guy different guys and the other guy liked her back pretty instantly I had to like force and harass and stalk this one guy into dating me (laughs) for like a year of high school like it took so much work um and I but before then it always felt like I was like competitive with her because she would always get the attention from guys I was like oh I'm so jealous like nobody finds me cute um and then it's like if you're ever feeling like that like guys okay yeah there's like Let's say there's 200 guys in your grade. 100 of them suck. Actually, 95% of them suck. Mm-hmm. That leaves like five guys. I don't. I didn't do the math, so I just like ten. There's a small number <laughs> of guys that don't suck that are like dating. Honestly, I think, yeah. Anyway, so and it's like competitive because there's only so little of them. Guys, do you know how many people there are in the world? Like there is an abundance of people. There's no reason to ever feel competitive. Like this is a whole other page. But if you're ever feeling like insecure or jealous or of anything for you know someone's career opportunities someone's mainly career opportunities now is like the big thing or they're dating or whatever there's no reason to feel that way because there's an abundance of all of that there is an abundance of men most of them are going to disappoint you anyway what's the point there's an abundance of career opportunities like you have to follow your own route go your own path like I don't know that's that's my thing on kind of an insecure in like a competitive way I feel, I feel like I sound so, like, preachy, but I only am, like, sounding this way because I'm, like, just frustrated with all of the time and energy that I wasted mm-hmm. when I was younger feeling that way. And if there's, like, one person that hears this and takes, like, any of this stuff into consideration and is like, you know what, you do make a good point, let me at least stop calling myself a whale every day even though I know deep down I'm not a whale and I'm actually perfectly healthy, yeah. then my job here is done. Right. Mm. Say it. I oh forget what I was gonna say. That was so aggressive. I, <laughs> if I really had something, I would just say it. I was it was something about oh be it with being preachy. It's easy to get preachy about things that you're passionate about and like that you know because you're like I learned this. I don't want anyone else to make the same mistake. But they probably will. They probably they have will. to learn on their own. Like <laughs> the thing about life advice, things like cut out that toxic friend or dump him if he's trashed you. You hear this, mm-hmm. take it in, it's logical, follow it, no. Make the mistake, find yeah. it yourself. No one follows, like, no one follows people's advice most of the time. 
Most people know what to do at all given times. Most people know what the right thing is, what the best thing is, but it's so much easier to go through the path of least resistance. Yep, the best lessons come um, at the end of the path of least resistance. So, honestly, or most resistance. True. Yeah, most resistance. And like making an active decision to start putting yourself first, I guess, start working on yourself. Like, working on yourself is like an action. And that's probably the biggest thing you can do to gain confidence, gain self-esteem, and that can include eating foods that make you feel good, which could be anything, but as long as it makes you feel good, or, you know, working out, maybe going, not even intensely, like, not going to the gym and squatting every day, but, like, going for a walk around your neighborhood, drinking orange juice that makes you feel good, like, Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with people that lift you up, like, keeping your room clean, wearing clothes that fit you well and you like, like, all these things are changes that you may have to make that are active, but are not super life-changing and they're going to change the quality of your life in a huge way. And stop saying sorry for everything. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Yeah, like, sorry for being a mess, change it to thanks for being patient with me. Mm -hmm. Or sorry for telling you my problems, thanks for listening to me. Like, things like that. Yeah, most of the time you're apologizing just... When you say sorry, just take a step back being like, is this something that I actually should be apologizing for? Because most of the time, it's not. True. If it's Especially if it's, like, for something that just makes you yourself. Don't apologize for that. Right. I was just thinking yesterday how... I know we've talked a lot about confidence regarding um, your body, but it's also really hard to be confident with your personality mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And I think this is more like what I struggled with throughout high school um because I was like I was so quiet in in ninth grade normally in the beginning so in sixth grade I said like two words the whole year mm-hmm. and then in ninth grade I was also very quiet upgrade. um what more words upgrade a little more words a few more words um like nine this year yeah at least nine but and that so everybody would always like everyone who um, knew who I was, would, like, I always got described as shy. And I always knew, like, I'm not a shy person. I just don't. I never saw you as shy. I don't I'm think. not shy. I mean, there was a point in my life where, yeah, I was definitely, like, you would say I was shy. I, I, I was mute at one point. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but there's, I don't know, it just frustrated me because I'm like, I can't argue that I'm not shy because truly I do not speak much. Right. But, um, I, I, like, I know I'm not shy, and I think I was just, like, really, like, not fully confident in, like, being who I was, Mm -hmm. and then it's, like, cool to see that now, like, since college, pretty much, I've been, like, unapologetically myself, because, like, I don't care. I think at this point, I'm, like, what's the point? Like, yes. I don't care if if I say something to somebody and they're like that's weird like she's why did she say that like then you're not, okay bye like <laughs> then you're not a person I'm gonna be friends yeah with. fine or like I don't know so but that again that's just something that comes with age and like maturity okay I wrote this thing down it's something that I learned from business that mm-hmm. I, I honestly changed my life when I started applying it to my life um I'll just write it down 
So when you're a wedding photographer, you first start out by charging little to nothing to kind of get clients and these clients generally don't appreciate your work or brand and they're just price shopping looking for the lowest price. Um, and there comes a point where you have to pivot and find a niche because you can't be the perfect photographer for every every bride. Everybody's looking for a different style and color grading, editing, posing, client experience. Um, and you can't change yourself to fit into every potential client's mold you have to own your own style because that's where your value comes it comes from your uniqueness and the u.s records about two million weddings per year um most wedding photographers that are solo at a capacity around 20 to 30 so instead of casting a wide net and hoping it sticks niche yourself down so that you book the perfect 20 couples that are on this exact same wavelengths with you and how this kind of translate translated over into my real life it's like there are billions of people on this earth if you own yourself, if you let yourself be the way you are and be apologetically yourself, you will find people that are people. Like, or you will find your people. That's, yeah. That's something that I've um, really noticed, especially... So I'm going to relate this back to dating because that's just kind of a fun way to talk about life and people... I love always, talking about boys. Right. So let's just bring that back in for a second. In high school, like, I'm not going to lie, I definitely, like... I've never not gotten, like, a lot of male attention in my life, and, like, I think whenever I, like, found out that a guy had a crush on me in high school, I was, like, what can I, I would be very careful of, like, what I said, and, like, I would try to come off a certain way, but, and even, I'm just using the example of boys, but I think I was like that in most aspects. Mm -hmm. That's why I probably raised my hand, like, three times in high school in class, like, I just didn't didn't care as long as I was dumb I just like did not Mm -hmm. care to answer the question and um I think I was just so afraid of saying like the wrong thing and like having people like laugh at me or something um but now I've like whenever I go on a first date I like people say that there are top certain topics that you shouldn't talk about on a first date Uh I disagree I will talk about pretty much anything on a first date because like, as long as I'm myself, and if it's something I would say, it's something I'm gonna say, and, like, if the other person isn't matching my energy, I'll know right away, right. pretty much, and I'll I'll know if I'm gonna see that person again. And it's, like, a waste to spend your energy and time yeah. with someone who doesn't... Like, I cannot even tell you, I've been on so... I've been on some boring dates where they are just... And maybe, maybe they're still at a stage where they're nervous, and they don't wanna... Uh-huh. They're scared of being themselves. In that case, like, I feel for them, but, like... It's going to come out We're, eventually. Right, it's going to come out eventually, and I'm not your person right now, because, like, I've right. figured myself out, and, like, I remember being on a date with somebody, and they just, like, <laughs> I was asking all the questions, and, like, I could tell they were oh. nervous, so I felt bad, but I was just honestly, like, an hour in, I was coming up with these random questions, I, like, I asked him what his favorite state was, like, there were just all these random things, oh I was like, I, like... <laughs> What do I do with this? Yeah. I think that's a big thing, especially with dating. It's like... And I don't think you necessarily have to, like, love yourself fully and have yourself 100% figured out to date. But you can't yeah. rely on someone else. Like, you could, you should never rely on, like, a significant other for your confidence or for your validation. That's... And it's got to come from within. No, ma'am. If you have the power within... That is like, not it. Everybody has the power within them to be confident. Mm -hmm. So why are you wasting it not being confident? Yeah, and just like like self-love and um, 
self-worth mm-hmm. can't be you can't find another person you can't find your own confidence in another person either. no absolutely not and it's like even things like loneliness you can't overcome loneliness by feeling the I, actually I take that back I don't really know what I'm saying I think I think I know what you're saying. It's yeah. like, if you're lonely, if loneliness is the reason you want a significant other, that's not a good foundation for a relationship. Exactly. Because normally, if you're if you're lonely for a long period of time, it's it's because it's you're not comfortable being by yourself. Right. Because you're not happy with where you're at mm-hmm. right now. So you've got, you have to be confident, content, and happy with what you have going on in your own life to then... Have a successful relationship. Pivoting back, one of the main reasons why my boyfriend and I broke up for like six months um, during college a couple years, like a year, year and a half ago, whatever it was, was because I had, I was working on my self-esteem. I didn't have a ton of it and I did look for him to help me, like fix my loneliness, help me fix my if I was having a bad day, like fix the, valid, like validate my day, like validate for validation essentially um and it was just toxic and like those are things that you probably have to go through you probably will go through I think most people go through them it's pretty unavoidable um for the most part but you gotta get there yeah I remember even like last year I um remember going through a phase where I just wanted a boyfriend and I was like but I, be- I was aware that the only reason I wanted a boyfriend was because I um was lonely and just like at like a weird place and so I wanted someone else to like rely on for that and I knew that mm-hmm. because I was like why else would I want a man like I, I'm independent I don't need that <laughs> I don't need that in my life so I was aware of it and I was like I because of that I didn't like actively seek out people yeah you really to gotta, date gotta be careful around these parts I do <laughs> I do indeed <laughs> uh, I don't know are there any like closing remarks or anything else I think my closing remark which I will kind of repeat because I said it a minute ago and I was like damn I should have just stopped talking after that (laughs) um but it's like if you you have the like everybody has the power within themselves to be confident so instead of using your energy to feed into your insecurities use your energy channel into kind of self-love and confidence and just watch your life change because I think a little bit it's like um pretty exponential once you start Mm -hmm. kind of feeling it then everything else falls into place and that's my story and I appreciate you guys sticking with me while I whined about how I hated myself in middle school (laughs) high school for an hour but I think it's important to acknowledge it and acknowledge that you can change your outlook on yourself yeah just always be aware of how you're feeling and try to figure out why you're feeling it if you can point to the source then it's easier to change it um as always thanks for listening um we are trying to have a really fun episode planned for you next week so i'm hoping we get that, that um true. we get that in order um although it may involve relying on men so no promises but and a man that i have not spoken to um 
Since he blocked me. Right, since a very long time, so stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. I cannot wait. If it happens. So, happen. just thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate every person who listens and every person who reaches out to us to say something nice. It makes our days. Truly. It makes we us more confident. <laughs> we do. Feed into my own confidence. <laughs> I don't need any more. I'm good. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys have a great week. We hope... Um, if you're in school and if it's starting soon, we hope that's going well. Um, keep zooming, keep doing what you're doing, and we will see you. We'll talk to you again next week. I just blew you all an air kiss. Goodbye.